I hop in an Uber pool and the girl in the Uber pool with me is now my best friend. So it's like I had a friend, a place to live and a job in two weeks. Today I have Connor Ann Waterman on to talk a little bit about her new travel podcast and how she got that job and the way she's building it out. Let's just start from the beginning. Okay. Just as early back as you think kind of <laughs> plays into it. <laughs> the beginning. Ooh, um, I grew up in Louisiana and there's a lot of, like at the time at least, there was a really big film presence there. So I kind of got involved in film in a really random way. I was eight years old, dancing out of Steinmart. My mom was just trying on clothes and I was just being obnoxious. And this lady came up to me and was like, do you want to be in a movie? I was like, what? <laughs> me, mom? And then she just, you know, took me to an audition. And a week later I was like on set of a movie. Wow. So my eight year old self was like, I want to do this yeah. forever. It's like proof of concept. Yeah. Who gets proof of concept at eight years old? I know. That's awesome. Shit. I was lucky. Um, and I just kind of, I've been like running after that ever since or running towards it, I guess. But uh, yeah, d did like most of the film stuff I've done in my life when I was like a little child. <laughs> <laughs> child actor. <laughs> yeah, like eight to like 14 is when I've like acted the most. Okay. Um, and then I went to UCF and went to go film Knights. school. Go Knights. <laughs> just found that out right now. I know. And go Jags. <laughs> yeah, we actually have uh, the same life. Yeah. <laughs> We're living the same <laughs> life. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I love... I love creating stuff. I love being on camera. And now I got really lucky. Um, I was auditioning for something and my girlfriend was helping me record it. And she worked for a travel company and her boss said, do you know anyone that can just like read our soft, like how our software works on camera and we can just post it on the website. And she's like, I actually do know someone. So I went in, did that. That was six years ago wow forgot about it completely forgot that ever happened moved on and that and was then, the company that you now work for and then yeah he wow. called me uh, earlier this year to do the exact same thing to just say like you know just like basically product review type videos like where it's like or it's yeah. software review you said so it's like walking someone how or through how to use the software yeah so they're like changing products all the time so i work for a company called all fly um, we just rebranded. So back in the day, it was called Baccarat. And I would just read like Baccarat product usage off of a teleprompter and be like, do you want to make traveling <laughs> easier for you? And then <laughs> just like read through this whole thing. One of those like kind of cheesy voices. <laughs> I am a cheese ball, so it's perfect. But yeah, I did that. And then um, about September-ish, I get a call and he's like, you want to start a podcast? I'm like, what? I don't know how to <laughs> podcast. And here I am, still trying to figure out how to properly podcast. There you go. Yeah, you're pretty <laughs> fresh into it, right? You started back in, when was your first episode? Uh, December. December. I think it was like the first week of December. And I was just, yeah, I mean, I'm recording on my AirPods in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> like just if, figuring it out. If you listen to it, don't. But if you do, <laughs> you're like, get back with me in a couple months. Start oh listening God. to them then. Even now, it's funny. It's like every, and probably for you too, every single one is like so 
different because I'm oh, in yeah. the first like I'm in the first 20 mm-hmm. and I know for a fact like everyone's gonna have a different audio quality the video is gonna be different you got like angles working here I need to get <laughs> on your level but yeah it's it's a lot there's a lot to learn hey it's your host Brody Vinson thanks so much again for tuning into profession session and if you're enjoying this podcast learning anything please don't forget to subscribe or leave a review if you're listening on audio helps so much for growing the show and getting new and better content and guests on thanks and back to the show yeah whenever i look back to like my first couple episodes and like the clips from them i'm like what was i put that out but then like you just get better and better incrementally you can't delete them though you can't delete it's like i think it's cool that like i can go back and look and anyone can go back and look and see like okay he started from like I, I didn't put these out, but the first couple I did were, like, so bad I didn't even, like, air them. Like, I was ashamed. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were literally, like, it was, like, one iPhone camera and, like, on the side of a room just recording us at, like, a little table. Like, two of us just sitting there, like, not knowing what we were talking about. So. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what do you do? <laughs> and, like, it, terrible audio quality. Like, another iPhone doing a voice memo. And we're like... <laughs> This will work. No microphones. And then, like, I kind of figured it out a little bit more and a little bit more. And just feel like you make incremental improvements. It gets better and better. If you were to tell someone about starting a podcast, what would you say the most important, like, first step is? Because I think you, one out. you would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. you think, like, oh, I should have a vision for this thing. Of but I think it just takes its own I feel like we've talked about this a little bit. The vision kind of changes too, right? Totally. Like I remember, I forget what it was. I know you had um, something you said about the podcast. Oh, we were talking about like niches. You were like, (laughs) do I, (laughs) we might get to the topic of the anti-dish here. (laughs) We're still figuring it out. But you were saying like, you kind of like thought you had to have a niche at first. You're like still figuring out whether you want to, whether you want to keep it more broad and like the vision changes and that's okay. It's just like you getting better at putting out the product. Yeah. But I would say like, yeah, you have to put something out to get started because that kind of puts you on the hook to keep going. And instead of having like a vision or an end goal, just give it like an identity. Exactly. That's what I'm still kind of sorting out. But it's it's working. I think that's the idea of the anti-niche. Just give it an identity. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did we just solve? Maybe so. We were trying to figure out this concept because I mentioned that, like, I had heard about it just recently. Like, there's this kind of movement in 2023 of, like, everyone's been all about niche down. The riches are in the niches. Like, you have to have. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to have one to, like grow any kind of audience but we're kind of talking about how a lot of times people just buy into a podcast for like the identity of it the brand personality of it like the host or hosts and just hearing them talk hosts would you ever have a co-host we i think we talked about this briefly too you said you were thinking about it so what i've been thinking recently is there's been obviously people that i've had on that i've had as repeat guests yeah and i think i would maybe have like a couple repeat guests that come on regularly but aren't necessarily like a designated co-host so they're like stressful it is you're like i'm sharing all of this yeah yeah like you have to share like the creative direction like you only have yourself to think about like the direction of this like any decision that you make just goes like like if you have like multiple co-hosts you kind of have to like run everything by everyone there's pros and cons though you also have like two people to share the workload yeah yeah and that's a big thing yeah we're talking about just how much work (laughs) this is i know it would it would be nice i like like 
I like banter. Mm-hmm. I like like creative riffing. Yeah. So that I miss, but yeah, if I like I don't know. I never have disagreements with anybody, but with your career, it would be like a little, the stakes are high. The stakes are high, especially if the podcast gets really big. Like there's, um, yeah, there's been so many, like, uh, like the caller daddy podcast. They had like a whole falling out. I don't know too much that about it. That was so dramatic. But yeah, it was like so dramatic because it's like this huge thing worth so much money and there's these massive deals being negotiated. And I'm sure that the two of them were like friends before they started it. Yeah. Now they have this like massive fall out because it's kind of sad yeah it is i like being able to control the creative direction as of now it's like me interviewing anybody that i want kind of it should be travel related it doesn't have to be it's kind of like it i really just want to have interesting conversations and i want this whole like concept of brand intimacy to yeah. to creep into my business because that's like that's what the world's talking about right now brand intimacy you're supposed to feel connected to the you know that's why commercials are changing like the structure of like any way we advertise is just commercials are getting more and more organic like yeah it like tiktok in feed videos like kind of the structure that works the best right now people want to see people just using a product or service in their like everyday life like as naturally as possible totally airbnb like completely stopped doing advertise or doing paid advertising paying like I think their budget was like a million dollars yeah. per, I think it was for like two quarters, like half a year, million bucks. Because they used to have those big TV commercials, I remember. You'd see the logo and it was just a bunch of like cool travel stuff. And yeah. That's interesting. So they stopped doing that. So it's only organic now? And now they get people on their vacations. They use their content on their own vacations that like tags Airbnb. And they put that on and a that's commercial free for them to use, and it's totally free. The commercial cost them what, like two hundred bucks to pay an editor to put it yeah, together, exactly. and they didn't lose any profit or any revenue at all. Yeah, and they all of a sudden they can put it into other stuff. They could crazy. You can up like the production quality, or sometimes not even like the more organic, the the less production that goes into it. Sometimes the better. It is true too. Like when I'm scrolling through Instagram, if I see something that's like really high quality, it kind of makes me scroll past it yeah because it's, it's like, like oh this is a commercial you might as well have like a big sign on it that says <laughs> this is an ad we were trying to tell you we yeah. were trying to sell you something i know i guess we don't have to try as hard anymore huh yeah is that what that means awesome <laughs> <laughs> it's getting easier and easier more put out more content spend less time on it maybe. yeah great time to be a podcaster <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh going back to like the beginning of your podcast what was the pitch at first you said like they'd basically just reached out and said do you want to do a podcast was it kind of just like hey any direction you want to take this or was, I was it like, like excuse me um <laughs> i've never worked in marketing in my life but i you know you know film modeling like all of that's kind of it's kind of like marketing. you have marketing to be able yourself. to market yeah <laughs> you have to understand social media for sure yeah how to promote yourself how to promote something yeah so I'm still learning, not an expert of anything, um, <laughs> master of none. And <laughs> Have you ever seen that show? Oh, so good. Yeah. With so a, it's good. Aziz Ansari, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's such a funny show. Are they going to have another season of that? I'm sad. It's over. It's over. It's over? It's over. He didn't <laughs> master anything. <laughs> What's the... That's the point. It... Okay. <laughs> we never mastered anything. <laughs> but um, yeah, it had, a, it had a baby direction. Um, he hired me and was like, listen, we're going to start a podcast. It's really 
up to you and the team. It's like a, an adorable small team of my people. And we just, we try to make it seem relatable. I don't want it to feel like a boring travel show. Yeah. You know, Here, let me tell you my travel stories. It gets so old. And so we're kind of just, the beginning was like, let's maybe talk travel news, which is never on the news. Yeah. <laughs> never read an article about travel news. That ever. is interesting. I guess it's not a very like, well, you hear about things like the whole Southwest thing recently when it's like some kind of emergency or like yeah. they, people are really upset about something, but you don't necessarily hear about like neutral or positive things. No, there's too much like murdering to cover to, exactly. to talk about travel. But I actually did the episode I recorded this morning was about the Southwest meltdown. Oh man, eight hundred twenty-five million dollar meltdown. Whoa, Isn't that crazy. Whoa, can yeah. you give a little like detail about it? Because I I totally. heard about it in passing, but I never did like a deep dive on it. Like I yeah. don't know too much about it. No, absolutely. So um, over so Southwest stole Christmas, and over the holidays they canceled seventeen thousand flights. It was you know the catalyst was bad weather. But, I mean, 17,000 flights. Think of how many people are stranded. Yeah. They already paid a high price for their ticket to go home for Christmas. <laughs> and now they're stuck in an airport. They have to try and find alternative flights, hotels, rental cars. They had only planned to have family time for like a couple days. Their really? in-laws are driving them crazy by this point. It's an absolute yeah. disaster. And then all the other airlines did a pretty good job at like compensating and and all of that. But think of how much pressure that puts on everyone else too. 17,000 yeah. flights. How many people is that, you know? Um, but yeah, so in 2018, they made 3.1 billion. So an $825 million hit. You said 3.1 billion? Yeah. Yeah, that's almost, that's almost a third of a year for them. Yeah. Holy shit. So it was a really big deal. And the reason that you know, it got so much media coverage, as we were saying they yeah. never do, is because it's like the biggest debacle, the biggest airline, can I say fuck? Fuck yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> in like airline industry history. Mm -hmm. So that's why it was such a big deal. Yeah. And um, like in terms of monetary value loss, probably. Yeah. And just amount of flights, I would guess. That's and like just like a, it was just a really unprepared shit show because their operating system is so outdated um, and they work on a point to point model instead of a hub and spoke. So I saw something about that. How does what does that mean? Exactly? Yeah. So hub and spoke in the airline industry means like like how Americans um, home base like their hub is Dallas mm -hmm. and Delta is Atlanta. Right. So like if a crisis happened with Delta all of their, they would know where all of their crew is and they would know where all their planes are. What happened with the Southwest is it's point to point, meaning they don't have a hub. If uh, that plane is done for the night, it just randomly stays wherever it was last. So they didn't uh, know where any of their crew members were. They didn't know where any of their oh planes were. And so they use this like old system called Amadeus and it's like. If know. like one little thing goes wrong with that system all of a sudden, everything's because it's so old school yeah. and it's weird how like the hotel industry as well as the airlines they just don't update stuff 
Yeah. Like their software needs to be updated. They'll update the app to book your flights so they can make more money, but they don't mm. update their operating software. So that's what happened with Southwest. It's like I'm sure they're going to update it now. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, so what happened was like when all of that was hitting the fan, they couldn't even see or use their own scheduling system, so they had to like reset it. Um, which took like a day. Yeah. And then the next day. And meanwhile, no flights can happen. Yeah. And also you can't, nobody could help anybody. Even the people at the front desk at the airport that work for Southwest would be like, I don't know what to tell you. I can't even get on the computer. They don't even really know what's going on. (laughs) So it was a huge disaster. Oh my God. I think it'll probably like just completely blow over. No one will care. The news cycle. I mean, it's, it, people have probably already forgotten about it. Yeah. I mean, they said they'd give people $300 to reimburse them for their flight. I think that's that seems kind not of enough. Yeah. And then they also said, like, you know, if you paid for a hotel or alternative flights or a rental car, we'll reimburse you for okay. that, too. But don't they usually... I don't know. Don't they... So I know airlines, like, when they overbook, they'll offer someone to, like, to pay them to basically take a later flight, right? Isn't it like I'm up to uh, like fifteen hundred bucks or something? A lot of times. I, yeah, I did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. what a bag! Like, if you if you aren't in a rush, just a quick like fifteen hundred bucks to stay an extra day is not like you're yeah. gonna spend fifteen hundred bucks staying there. The I slept day. in the airport in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? I had nothing to do the next day. I was like, I could go to a hotel, but then I'm just spending a little chunk of my fifteen hundred yeah. to like get an Uber and stay. And I was like, I'll just, I'll just sleep here while they vacuum the airport. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that, but I have a story that I'll probably save for your podcast that happened like recently last year. I'm sure and- eventually I'll get to the age where like it's totally unacceptable to like weasel your body underneath yeah. the armrest. Oh no. <laughs> That's what I figured. That's awful. <laughs> I wish I had a picture you could put yeah. up there. But yeah, um, I'm not at that age yet. You know, yeah. I'm 26. I think like maybe maybe 30s when it starts yeah. being unacceptable to like yeah. sleep slumped over on your backpack in the airport. I don't want to judge anyone. If you're 30 and you're doing that, do it. You're getting places. But That's the thing. Like whatever saving works. money. Yeah. You won't be late to your flight. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, so what are what are some of your favorite travel stories? I feel like this led a lot into what you do now and like what you cover. It's it gave you a very good base for it because you've done a lot of traveling. Like we've yeah, and what's amazing is like I didn't get hired based on like my travel expertise. You know, it was more like the acting stuff. It was like mm-hmm. we want you to be like how flow is to progress. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Uh, that's like my dream job to yeah. actually be flow on the progressive commercials. What a job! She's, yeah, yeah, she's making bank. Um, I wish I could interview flow on here and just say, like, <laughs> oh my God. You, like when you took that job, like, did you think you were gonna be flow? So flow. Yeah. And then they like tried to get the other guy, and then he was in like only two commercials by himself, and then oh. all of the ones after that, he's still in them, but so is she. Yeah. They were like, people flow love carries her. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She puts the team on her back. I can't think of. I mean, I guess there's like a couple of those like really big name ones, but I can't think of one bigger than Flo. No. The Geico Gecko, but like he's free. Like, <laughs> but you know, he's his CGI. fees are pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> the Mayhem guy is pretty good. Oh but like, yeah. But wait, is Old Spice Flo, guy? Flo's progressive. That's Allstate. Oh, Old Spice guy. Yeah. The Old Spice guy yeah, on the he's horse. He's really good too. Oh, yeah. Those are so good. So um, that's the goal. Become like that level of it for your company. Yeah, just like brand like representative. Um, yeah. So that was really exciting, especially coming from like 
every time I act, I'm being someone else. And yeah. they're hiring me to be on camera, which I love, and be creative, which I love. But they just want me to be myself. Yeah. I'm like, this is new. So that's a thing <laughs> in acting, right? My girlfriend and I always talk about this is like method actors versus like personality actors. Is that what the difference is? Um, method acting is like getting deep into your character and like okay. being that when you go to the grocery store. That's like you become like a whole different character. Yeah. Like uh, like Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. Like he's like he is in that role. Or like, or like Heath Ledger and Joker. Well, to his demise but that's exactly it that's Mm -hmm. that's method acting just like living the character as if it was your real life and then there's other actors that feel like the same person and whatever they play but they're just such a compelling like personality that you kind of want them in the movie because it like adds so much to the movie who's an example of that i was just trying to think of an example there's like (laughs) (laughs) i mean flow is a great example jim carrey he's he is Jim Carrey. He's always Jim Carrey. No matter Carey. how you shake it. He is going to be Jim Carrey. <laughs> no matter how you shake it. You want him in the movie because he's Jim Carrey. Oh, God. What's your favorite Jim Carrey movie? <sighs> That's a great question. I'm going to go. I like Bruce Almighty a lot. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. <laughs> Just like the ultimate classic. Yeah. I love that movie, Liar, Liar. That's great, too. Yeah. That's, that's where he has uh, a son and he's like. He's like a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, the mask is crazy. That was just wacky. I've seen that in a hot minute. Yeah, that's a really old one. I remember watching it as a kid and being like, what the? Yeah, like, what's going on here? <laughs> I think they made a follow-up, too, where it was like the dog. Oh, yeah, the mask, yeah. too. Yeah. Didn't that see that. Should have never been me. Yeah. <laughs> That was a mistake. Yeah, I feel like th- sometimes a movie will do so well and they're just riding off of it and they don't know when to count like no. their losses and just say, hey, we killed it. This does not need any follow-up. They got a little money hungry. Exactly. They were like, let's franchise the shit out of this. Yeah, of the mask. Huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Something just so absurdly unique. Uh, but back to your question about <laughs> – let me – Leave it to me to go on a ramble about <laughs> hey, we're movies. all for tangents here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I the traveling stuff, it, it it does relate to me, even though that wasn't the reason I got this job. Um, I lived in Australia, and just got back again too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, why do I live in America? <laughs> what I ask myself when I wake up in the morning. Um, love America. I just, I feel so like bizarrely connected to Australia. I don't know what it is. Like when I'm there, I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. So how long did you live there? I lived there for a year and a half. Wow. I graduated well, UCF um, and then a month later moved to Sydney. Wow. Yeah. What led into that decision? Was it like in pursuit of acting stuff or was it just like wanting to take some time to live somewhere else? I wanted to work for a production company. Um, behind the scenes, I I love acting. I'll always like randomly audition for stuff anytime I can. But um, it's it's hard. And it's like the lowest guaranteed rate of success for any job ever. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let me start like a career and then I'll mm. do all of that like spontaneously. Yeah. <laughs> and Because um, what you're doing now, I mean, you could probably take an acting gig at any time too. Totally, right? like, yeah. Depending on the schedule and everything, it seems pretty open. Yeah, and my boss like highly recommends it. Yeah. He's like, you book an acting role, it'll help the job. Exactly. You, know, you do your job, it'll probably help your acting career. I'm like, wow. This I'm is... blown away sometimes <laughs> at like some of these shows now where like it, it'll be like an unknown actor, like a bunch of unknown actors, and the show just blows up. Like just when incredible. 
Like Outer Banks, great example. Oh, Did yeah. you watch that? I didn't, but that it, like blew up the world. But yeah, it like completely blew up. How None did of I them... miss that, actually? It's a good show. Is it good? It's a good show. Worth a I watch? Like it. it's, yeah, it's worth a watch. Is it sappy? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little sappy, but it's also good. It's like, it's got this like element of mystery and like thrill that is really fun too. Like kind of treasure hunting, like stuff like that. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on, but it's, I can't tell you it's not sappy. <laughs> I can't tell you. Yeah, it's I like would be One Tree Hill. Just <laughs> I've never seen that, but <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I used to be obsessed. Um, I'm pretty sure when Outer Banks came out, I was rewatching Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Distinctly remember that actually. Game of Thrones. How'd you feel about the ending? <clears throat> and about House of Dragons? Have you seen that? Okay, loved House of Dragons. Yeah, me too. I feel like the end of Game of Thrones. It, it's more like I, I'm not even mad that everyone died. Like that's fine. Mm -hmm. I just, it was really anticlimactic. Agree. Like Jane, like Jamie Lannister and Cersei just die by a rock falling yeah. from the ceiling. Like after all that, I know. there was a lot of like loose ends that were tied up, like almost a little too quickly and like yeah. too conveniently. Like like they just had to wrap it up too much. They could have just. It's terrible. Like the yeah. hound and the mountain just like fall. They just <laughs> yeah. tackle each other off a cliff. I'm like, what the. It's a pretty epic battle though. Yeah. Between them. I mean, we needed that part, but. I, <laughs> yeah, I can't even shit on it because I'm like hanging on to every win. word. Like, I love that show. You like, needed a winner in that battle, though. That was the thing. Like, they yeah. can't just both fall. Like, you needed a winner there. God, that was really. And Bran on the throne. I don't know. Ugh. Yeah. Hate it. Not right. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's wise and all, but he, I mean, he's just been running around in the winter the whole time. I feel like if they just didn't make that sixth season and they just left it like in the ether just like nothing yeah. explained i would have been fine with that yeah i would have been like if they ended the it at like the battle of the bastards like that was a great ending like yes. john snow comes out victorious done Stop. that was actually the longest <laughs> it was like the longest battle I've ever watched yeah. on television history. I wouldn't be surprised if it is like the longest battle scene <laughs> of any show ever. Like, I feel bad for them though because people are like, "House of Dragons is so much better," and I just I disagree. Yeah, I don't think it's better than like the whole uh, show. I just feel like Game of Thrones is getting like thrown under the bus because people are like, "This one's better," but I feel like it's just because they haven't done us wrong yet. That's true. Yeah. That's why. Hopefully they won't ever. But it, it does kind of get defined by that last season, which yeah. isn't totally fair. It's sad. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully House of Dragons will just not disappoint us. But They make so, like, the Ring of Power series that came out. It's, like, that was the so highest good. budget TV series ever made in history. Is it really? It's effing nuts. Just guess. I feel like I'm going to be way off, but I'm going to guess... I don't even know like a proxy. I don't want. I don't think billions. Um, five hundred oh, million. Five hundred. What? <laughs> oh my god. It's five hundred million. Oh my god. So yeah. that's the highest budget ever. I mean, it, that show was insane. Highest budget TV series ever made, and it's like Amazon's most watched original show or that whatever. That makes sense. So I guess it worked. Yeah, but. I mean, it's making good money back, but I loved it. Five hundred. It was so good. But yeah. the, the end was crazy. The volcanic eruption. Oh, my God. Spoiler alert. Some yeah. <laughs> Don't listen. Yeah. Skip ahead. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they need to die. Like, are they going to make a second season? There's got to be. so. Yeah. They, I mean, Is they left a lot of. Is that going to be a billion? 
<laughs> Probably. <laughs> Isn't that... Now that they have, like, the proof of concept, I feel like it will be, yeah. $500 million. That's... I can't even wrap my head around that. <sighs> How much are the actors getting paid? Probably so much. How much are the horses getting paid? <laughs> nothing. It's probably nothing. That's so crazy. It'd be funny if horses do actually get paid. Like, you have to, like, set up an LLC for you your horse. You certainly have to pay. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, that honestly is how it works. Because if you're, like, a dog actor and you're in, like, a pet food commercial, your yeah. owner gets paid in the way that, like, like they'll write on the contract the dog's name. So it's is like, that for real? Yeah, it's like Gilbert, and then on the what? check it'll say, like, Oh my god! <laughs> I wanted to get my animals into. Okay, into I've modeling. been thinking about this all wrong. Like, I've got <laughs> the cutest dog at home. He's making yeah. no, he's making no money. You should make him pay rent. I know he doesn't pay any rent. He, he needs a job. I've got the vacuum running at all times, like cleaning up after his hair. He could be making money. <laughs> <laughs> or learning how to vacuum. I'm going on Sunbiz right when I get home and <laughs> putting him on an LLC. <laughs> he is an OnlyFans. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. Oh man, that would be pretty profitable. I yeah. wish my animals could pay rent. Jesus. Yeah, maybe in 2023 we'll figure that out. <laughs> new goal. <laughs> new goal, new year, dude. What yeah. do, do you have a 2023 resolution? Not really a resolution, but I have like a couple goals. Like I wanted, I have like growth goals around the podcast, growth goals around like my company that like my full time thing, and then just like being more peaceful is a general goal of mine. I get like stressed out when I have a lot of stuff going on. So just being more peaceful and then working out more. Nice. That's kind of the things I'm working on. You're like, not really. And then you listed seven things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying not to make it a resolution because I feel like that'll put too much pressure on it. But it's kind of just things that like I want to work on. I'm like easily overwhelmed. That's one mm -hmm. of my worst qualities. So I don't, yeah. I, it's just too much to do a resolution. It's just, just keep moving in the right direction. Exactly. That's the resolution. Exactly. Yeah. Mine's learning how to cook. That's a good one. Because I TikTok's cannot. great for that. Really? Mm-hmm. A lot of like mm. cooking tutorials, like you have like some particular dinner you want to cook, just search it and a million people Maybe show I'll you do different that ways. Tonight. Yeah, I like I eat like oatmeal for dinner sometimes just out yeah. of out of sheer like what the fuck do I Yeah. Do? Just yeah. not knowing how to approach it. Or pasta. Yeah. Easiest thing to make on earth. I, I it like is. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, going back a little bit, we went on like Maybe 13 tangents there. <laughs> but what? So you talked about Australia. What is it about Australia yeah. that's like your favorite? And like, like 72 kinda... minutes ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I was in film school at UCF. I'm almost done. I took 27 credits my senior, uh, my last semester. Oh my. One semester? How does that even work? <laughs> I had to get the dean to sign off on it. I was like, I swear to God, I'll be able to pull this off. 27? Yeah, I moved to Chicago my junior year of college. You must have just been shut in a room for the entire semester, dude. It was work. really intense. Yeah. Um, luckily, I don't, like, obviously, being a business major, mm -hmm. I would have had, like, I, I would have, like, passed away from yeah. trying to do all that work. But I was in film. I had already done most of my hard classes. So it was more like write a feature film script. Oh, okay. Kind so of it's thing. almost like just your job for the last semester. Like you're Yeah, I mean I had like a task like that in every class, but mm -hmm. it was like stuff I like doing. Yeah. I was already done with all my like dumb electives that I didn't love. I was already done with like English and like the big the classes. Draining stuff. Yeah. Math. Actually finished math freshman year, never had to do nice. it. Nice. 
and I will never be good at math ever Yeah, because it's just math and basketball. I just suck. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was almost done with school and everyone's like kind of talking in class about what they want to do. Everyone wants to move to Los Angeles, of course, mm-hmm. and like New York. And that was everyone's plan. We're going to move there. We're going to work on film sets, work in production offices. And Did you I just, ever consider that? Was that ever like something you thought about doing? So I did that. Um, okay. When I left my junior year, I, I left Orlando and moved to Chicago. Oh, okay. That was when I worked at a film studio. So I worked on set um, and I would like be a PA. So I'd like bring people coffee and take mm-hmm. breakfast orders and like be on just the bell. Just foot in the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, I, and I liked it. It's just so, it's such a thankless job and you're doing a bunch of stuff that just like you're, I'm not like using my potential. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like ordering breakfast. Yeah. Um, and I just knew that all these people that are moving to LA and New York and I'm like, man, now I'm just fifth in line from everyone, even in my class sitting here mm-hmm. to bring someone coffee. And I yeah. was like, I can't do that. And I think that one of the great things about social media and the way that the world has opened up so much is I feel like those barriers to entry of like you have to go spend 15 years bringing people coffee and getting your foot further and further in the door and making the right connections until to to maybe have success. And yeah, I feel like that's breaking down more and more. And there's like unique opportunities like doing a podcast like through some creative lens to totally. kind of help you break into that space and i think there's less like nepotism or like adjacent nepotism like uh oh it's my friend's you know my kid's friend like that kind of mm-hmm. thing that was such a thing for about i'd say the past five years well forever but mostly yeah. the past five years and especially in film it's like all who you know that's how you'll get on set even as an actor even as a pa and so I moved, I Googled <laughs> international film industries and it was telling me Berlin, you know, Japan. And I was like, I need somewhere that speaks English. And Sydney was on the list and I said, fuck it. And I booked a one-way ticket. So wow. about a month after I graduated, um, I moved to Sydney and I had no friends, no job, no place to live. I like got dropped off at the airport. I'm like, all right. Um, I guess I'll go to my Airbnb, <laughs> like unpack my suitcase, sat on the floor, and I like made a plan. So, I uh, the next day went to Fox Studios. They completely turned me down. They were like, "Do you have an appointment?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> get out of here." <laughs> yeah. I just got off a plane. I was hoping you've got something for I me. I literally got the Airbnb next to Fox Studios so oh, I could God. just strategically. I mean, me and my like dreamer mentality i'm like oh just like walk yeah. on to the lot and yeah. they'll give me a job yeah. um didn't work the next day i went to a gym that i joined and i told the guy at the front desk i was like oh yeah i'm, I'm from america and i want to work in film and he's like hold on hold that thought goes and gets this guy that was working out brings him over he's like hey this is my friend t he owns a film production company you guys should talk and I went, what? yeah, and he was like, you should come by tomorrow and check out the office. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to like show you what we got going on. Next day, go, got the job. Wow. Next day, after that, the girl who lived in my Airbnb, her house, she was like, I'm moving in with my boyfriend if you want to live here. <laughs> so you what? can just take over my lease. And also, I don't need all this stuff. So if you want like my bed and my dresser, and my refrigerator <laughs> and like all of these things, you can just have it. Oh my God! You One must week have been later, thinking like, "Wow, I 
have to have made the right decision. Everything is just falling into place. I'm not a planner. I just like if it feels right, keep doing it. If it doesn't, get out of there. Like I am not a tree. I can move whenever I want. And like if Australia didn't work out for a month, I could I could have just back. left. But within the first month, all of, not even the, within two weeks, all of that happened. And then wow. with, within like that same ish week, I hop in an Uber pool. I'm like going to hang out somewhere. And the girl in the Uber pool with me is now my best friend. Wow. That's who I went and stayed with just this past month. So it's like I had a friend, a place to live, and a job in two weeks. I've never done an Uber pool. Is that? <laughs> I feel like that's such a good idea. Like, oh, I love them. Especially if you're in a new place. Yeah. Is that like part of your kind of strategy in a new place? Like hop in an Uber pool wherever you're going and like you're going to meet someone? I'm really not shy about telling people I know no one in that mm -hmm. situation. Like I love moving and I've done it a lot. And every time, like even as a kid, I, I mean, I went to four different high schools. So like, yeah. <laughs> even like as a kid, I would just kind of be like, hi, I'm Connor and I have no friends. And Uber Start pool is exactly that. That's Normally, cool. the person doesn't want to talk to you, but yeah. occasionally it's like a very fun conversation with a total stranger and they leave and you never see them again. And it's just like it's just something interesting or it becomes your best friend. Do that anymore. People don't just like, you know, if you're standing in the grocery line and you're like, it's really nice out today. Huh? Someone will look at you like, you know, back yeah. in the day, I feel like it would have just been like, oh, it is. I like your shoes. Like, I don't know. Yeah. People, people are just less likely to talk to each other now. It's Social true. media. I know. Well, that's a good way to get out and just do it. Do you ever stay in hostels when you travel? Okay, I've never. Oh, I'm going to talk I'm about that on your podcast. terrified. It's it's a little bit of a hub to get over. And I've never done it alone, but I've done it with friends. It's, yeah. It's awesome. You meet so many random people. I don't think I could do it alone. Just no, as like I don't a know if you'd want to. little blonde alone. girl. Yeah, and there's like <laughs> scary movies that have come out about hostels. I've never seen it. I don't think I'll watch it because I like staying in them. But yeah, it's there's definitely like scary things about it. But if you if you're traveling with someone, then it's like kind of feel a little bit better about it. Yeah. But it's a it's the same kind of thing. You're just like in there with random people. A lot of times it's people from all different countries, and you just meet in one place. It's amazing. Everyone's there traveling. And the, we're all searching for the same thing. Like, it would exactly. be cool. It's almost, yeah, it's like a community group of, like, where do I go get dinner tonight? And they all have, like, recommendations for you. And I will say, even though the horror stories are out there, I've heard definitely more good things than yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's kind of where I was at, too. I was, like, a little nervous about it. But I was like, you know what? If we hate it, we can just find somewhere else. It'll work out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so cheap, right? ridiculous we did the math and this is the case with all the ones we've stayed and i've done this like maybe three times now yeah three different hostels and every time we did the math and it's like cheaper per day than what we pay for our apartment back home by like a good margin uh. which is nuts like how else are you gonna find that so there's people that are living in there for like months and months at a time like they just stay there yeah. maybe go to the next place it's like a really accessible easy way to do it i'm gonna be doing so much traveling this year and I'm, uh, I'm not a dude. I wish yeah. I was a dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely like an element of sketchiness to it. Damn. Whatever. I'll get there. You can always go check them out and like see if it feels okay before you actually book somewhere. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to have to do a whole episode about hostels. It's a good idea. Mm -hmm. My uncle's like insanely into it. He's mm -hmm. literally stayed in like 85 hostels. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like all that's over nuts. the world. Like weird places another thing is they're all so unique like they're 
vastly different from one to the other. There's one, like one I stayed in was like kind of a high rise building with like floors and floors of like rooms. And it was like community center all like inside. Another one was like a pool house where it was like based around a pool in the center and then like little that like cabins sick. around it. Like, yeah, they're all different. It's cool. Nice. Yeah. I'll, we'll get there. Yeah. I'll get there. So aside from Australia, which it sounds like you traveled to for the longest and even lived there for a while, what have been some of your other favorite places? Also, like just travel in general, what have been like some of your best experiences traveling and like what kind of reinforces the love of travel for you? Mostly like just being clueless. I love just showing up somewhere and not knowing anything and just figuring it out. It's kind and of fun, like, right? Feeling what feels good and following that. Yeah. That is the best. And So you probably go without an itinerary. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, 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 no. When I plan stuff, it always just like goes sideways anyway. Yeah. And, you know, keep my expectations low. Don't plan a ton of stuff. I will just get disappointed. That is just how I am. If it yeah. didn't go the way I planned, like, I learned that a long time ago. I think I was in middle school where I was like, okay, now we can't, uh, we can't make plans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we get too sad when they don't go the yeah. way you thought. Um, Just leave it open ended. But I love, I love Mexico. I know that's not as far and exotic as Australia, but the food is, dare I say, best in the world. Really, love Mexican food. Like authentic Mexican food. Yeah. I don't know if I've necessarily ever had authentic Mexican oh food. God, so I've been to like out. Cancun and like maybe one other port through cruises, but I've never like gone to Mexico, gone to Mexico. So good. And it's just, there's a lot of like pockets in Mexico. Like obviously all the cruise ship ports are the most popular, Belize, Cozumel, Cancun kind yeah. of thing. But there's so many random little places people have never heard of that have like the most beautiful beaches you've ever seen. Yeah. So very cool. Um, Italy is probably my favorite place I've ever been. I wasn't there for too long, so... That's a missed opportunity. Yeah, I need to go there immediately. That is number immediately. one on my list right now. <laughs> I want to get there so bad. You know what's weird is like I was there for I think six days. I ate my face off and just like lost weight at the end of the trip because everything's fresh. Yeah, that's what I've heard about. <laughs> it's like a different kind of pasta there, right? Yeah, like I was they, just, it's just made differently. Pizza, pasta, gelato, just wow. red wine. And then you leave thinking you'll just feel like ass, but you don't because American food is horrible for it's you so process <laughs> yeah. but you heard it here first if you're trying to lose weight in 2023 just go to italy just move to italy just go to italy and eat as much as you possibly eat your can. body weight it's <laughs> <laughs> the way to do it <laughs> but uh yeah that was probably one of my favorites amsterdam was really cool i'm going to dublin in like two months i'm gonna be there for um St. Patty's Day, actually. In March? Yeah. It's going to be freezing. Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I, w I think I'm supposed to go March 12th through the 19th. Okay. I'll be there, like, right after that. It's supposed to be freezing then, so might yeah. might move that back a little bit. Yeah. But I'm really excited. Have you been? Kind of. So I was there for a layover one time for, like, an eight-hour layover. So we went and, like, walked around the city for, like, four hours and came back. So I've kind of seen it a little bit, but I've What'd never, you think? like... It was cool. It was yeah. really cool. Like, just, like, very unique to anything I've ever seen here. They have bottles of liquor, like, upside down on the wall on tap, which is crazy. It's intense. 
So be prepared for that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it's a pretty uh, good time in that way. I'm sure it will. Everyone's be. like drunk off their ass, just That's... in the gloomy weather, listening to live music outside. It was gloomy, so it felt authentic. Like the weather was like <laughs> very overcast. There was like some kind of protest going on too. Like oh, so there was like you got to see a little bit of the culture. What were they protesting? I couldn't quite tell. Like it, it seemed very like specific to the area. Yeah, they're like, "There's not enough liquor bottles yeah. on the wall." I'm like, "There's none in America. Like that doesn't happen." <laughs> but oh, yeah, it was gosh. beautiful. Like it was really cool. I mean, even just like a quick experience. So I'm yeah. excited to go back. Travel just makes you feel so good. It does, and it makes you love. Like another thing I love is just being in my apartment the day after I was gone for a month and just feeling really grateful. Mm-hmm. To have an apartment, yeah, and to have all these things, and to have my animals, and like to live in Orlando. Like, if yeah. I've been here too long without going somewhere, I'm like, oh, I hate my life. And then you come back, and you just feel so lucky. Yeah, it you gives know? you like uh, just an opportunity to like be thankful for it that yeah. you don't really get if you're just in it every day. I'm like, wow. I like I was sleeping on a couch in Australia because yeah. I was like, I don't want to pay for a hotel. My best friend lives here. Or in. Between the little armrests in the airport. <laughs> just, <laughs> You'll have to do that when you There's off. nowhere worse yeah. to sleep. But yeah, I just uh, waking up in my bed and just having all my all my creatures, like my cat and my dog sleeping on me. I was like, I love this. Travel makes me appreciate. I appreciate the place when I'm there. I appreciate the fact that we live in a world where you could just swipe your credit card and hop on a plane and, yeah. and be halfway across Figure the world in six hours. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I... I love that about it too. It's awesome. I really do. So going a little bit different direction, I'm curious what you think are some of the things that you've been able to figure out just throughout like getting like getting your feet wet in the film industry like after college and everything. What do you think has served you well in the industry and like allowed you to continuously get new opportunities? Like, in film the, or just in anything? In anything, but also in film. You can answer like kind of both ways. Yeah. So in film, I would say, you know, I've never lived in a place that is particularly uh, fruitful for booking roles. I've always lived like, you know, here in Minnesota and, yeah. and Louisiana, like Louisiana filmed more stuff than those other two places, of course. But still, it's like I'm not in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I'm not near like a big, gigantic city. Not necessarily so, somewhere that's like known for like an abundance of opportunities. No. Um, but my answer is like connected to any industry. I think just just keep in contact with people. They don't yeah. have to be your best friend. You don't have to like, you, you know, call them all the time. But just keep loose contact with people in your industry because mm-hmm. that's how I get like all of my information yeah <laughs> you know just like network make sure like like I'm terrible at LinkedIn I'm trying to get better at LinkedIn it's a whole ass LinkedIn. strategy yeah you'll have to tell me what yeah I had to start one in uh college actually it was like part of the college of business oh, to like nice. to pass like part of like one of the classes in the college of business you had to make a LinkedIn and get like a hundred connections or something and it was like like as part of the grade in the class. Do you post all your podcast stuff on there? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not all the clips, but all of like the full interviews I post. I need to do that. It's a cool extra little channel and like it gets a decent amount of views. And then like certain people I've had on have like m- way bigger LinkedIn followings than like anywhere else. So they like to put like all the stuff from their interview on LinkedIn. Yeah. But yeah, that's my answer. Just like 
getting the mean of information from 10 people that do the same thing I do. And that's what's going on in the industry because Google is going to tell me what was going on in the industry six months ago. And these people are going to like know what's working. Yeah. So just like if you ever think to yourself, "Ah, I don't need to save that person's number. Just just save it. Yeah. You might need it. It's true. You never know (laughs) when you're going to think of some random little thing that they said where you're like, hey, do you know about this? Totally. Absolutely. I was in a horror movie um, in September. Oh, it was great. I was a mom. It was my first role as a mom. <laughs> my child feel? was, I think, 12, <laughs> which means I would have had him at 14. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> Different life path. <laughs> um, and I got stabbed, like brutally murdered. Damn. It was really fun. But, so sorry um, to hear that. I know. Oh, really. uh, you were going to survive. <laughs> my funeral was sick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Getting to attend your own funeral. <laughs> But I got that role just because just because I became friends with the guy who wrote it, the guy who, you know, and it was like I didn't even audition for it. He was just like, do you want to be in this movie? And that's just because we stayed friends, (laughs) stayed friends. (laughs) But yeah, it was it's stuff like that that like makes a big difference down the line. Yeah. Just keeping in contact, keeping things open, asking questions. I like it. Yeah. Anything else that like that you feel like has kind of separated you or like allowed you kind of like beat your own path in this? And uh, another thing, so going back to like how you got the job, I feel like that's a great example of just keeping in contact with <laughs> someone, right? Like you did positions for them like six years ago and then end up working in it again. Yeah. What do you think it was that led them to reach back out? Do you think it was partially that keeping in contact? Do you think we actually didn't like, keep in contact? Um, like, I think he he forgot that I did that as much as I forgot that I did yeah. that. Um, but just, like, always be professional. Mm-hmm. Do a good job. And, um, like, people not only will recommend you and talk highly of you, but, yeah, maybe maybe an opportunity will come along six years later that wasn't even an option. You know, like, the company was named, it, it's been named three different things since now like Mm -hmm. it's it's something new now and all fly is gonna crush and it's very exciting to see it grow and i'm so grateful to be a part of it i just i can't even believe he like remembered who i was and it was literally just because he's like you did a really great job and you're super easy to work with and hearing you're easy to work with is like one of the best compliments I could ever get. <laughs> I feel like this is a perfect segue into one of my questions that I told you about off sure. air. So the show is called Profession Session, right? And yes. it's from the kind of lens of like what it means to be a professional. And there's so many different types of professions. I think you're a great example of that because you've got a very unique set of kind of experiences that have led you into what you do now. Yeah. But my question is, what does it mean to you personally to be a professional? To work really hard. Just like bust your ass and pretend like you're still in school. I do that to myself all the time. Be a student. <laughs> I will literally write notes down like I have homework to do kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think like treating it or, or I'll just give myself fake deadlines. That's smart. They're not even, they don't exist. No one yeah. said that that has to be done today. But I'm I like, have to do for that with me, the podcast all the time. <laughs> yeah. For me, it needs to be done yeah. today. And like, like do it, like really do it. Like, I think you just can't fail if you're just working really effing hard, no matter what it is. Just, like, 
keep your head down, bust your ass, and see what happens. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Just work hard. And I love the fake deadlines thing. So, like, what – real quick tangent before I get to the other question. What's, like, an example of, like, a fake deadline you would give yourself, and how do you hold yourself accountable to that? Um, so I have a project that I'm, like – spearheading which is really exciting and i'm just trying to get everything sorted and it doesn't really even start until the summer but i'm like okay by february 17th (laughs) i have to make a pitch deck gotcha no one told me i had to do that but like it will help me the right thing to get you structured and on the right path and like visually i think it's nice to have things like that for you to like if you're trying to conceptualize something don't just like sit around and brainstorm like pretend like somebody told you you had to make a powerpoint yeah (laughs) (laughs) make a powerpoint i don't know i don't think you can go wrong making a powerpoint for anything yeah you ever heard of those um like powerpoint parties people have (laughs) this is like a it's like a funny concept is this nerd stuff oh yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but people will have like a powerpoint party and basically like what happens is you get like arbitrarily assigned some random topic like you're gonna present on like pens, like what's the best pen, and just some some topic, and it's your job to like build a PowerPoint and make a presentation, like a quick one around that, and everyone just gives one. And the nerdiest shit like, you can imagine. But. Everyone's just like drinking beers, like watching PowerPoints on sure. sunscreen or. Yeah, I've never <laughs> done one, but I've heard of it, and it sounds fun. It has to just be the most ridiculous, like absurd thing you would never think. Like a pre workout sporks. Sporks. <laughs> yeah. Like, why is a spork the ultimate utensil? <laughs> I got it. Wait, I'm warming up to this. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun idea. You could go a lot of different directions with it. And then but. we're excited about it, and everyone else is like, I'm not yeah. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing homework. Yeah. If, I guess it does kind of feel like homework, but if you're used to giving yourself fake deadlines, it works. Yeah. It helps me uh, keep organized. Yes. Because my notes app on my phone is just like a wormhole. Yeah. And I'll read some of those notes and be like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. No those idea. are the worst. You make something like just off the cuff and you're like, oh, I'll remember what this means later. Yeah. It's like green like, seahorse pancake. And it's yeah. like, I'm trying to decipher it's my own brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I usually get there. Usually. Yeah. I'm like, oh, the seahorse hotel. And like, oh, got you, got you. <laughs> That's a f- crazy hotel. Lemon bar. Yeah, oh my god. Little Jacksonville throwback. <laughs> oh my god. Did you like Jax? I like things about Jax. I I don't think I would want to live there again just because Orlando has so many cool fun things happening. Like there's just so much more going on here. Yeah. But I feel like Jack's headed in a really good direction, finally. I like, told myself if I ever move back to Jacksonville, it would be a a back step. And I don't yeah. mean that as in Jacksonville makes people move backwards because it's a great place to live. It's just like for being in a creative field. Not it's not place. it's not very conducive to creatives. There's just not a lot of no. like creative stuff going on. I happen to know like a couple people that are in the creative space there just through this, but it's like it's not a big world there. It's Buzzsprout not, is there. That's true. So random. Yeah. It I thought that was thing. the most random thing. Yeah. And that's a pretty big company, right? <laughs> They're a hosting They're like platform. A, yeah, like a hosting pot. Yeah. I forgot I heard that. They're in Jack's Beach. They're like headquartered there? So huh. random. I guess that is a good place to be if you're a creative. <laughs> <laughs> We're totally off so base here. don't listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I, I mean, I enjoy visiting it still, and I have a lot of great friends there and stuff. But yeah. for me, like Orlando just had so many more unique things to do. And I think in like 
five, ten years, Jacksonville will be a different place. And totally. it'll be a lot closer to being that. It's growing faster. It's getting cool. It is. Yeah. It's growing faster than Orlando right now, which is kind of crazy. It's like one of the top five in the country, I think. I Googled, when I was leaving there, I Googled top ten best places to live as a 20-something. Mm-hmm. And Jacksonville was on the list. I was like, what? Growing up there, I would have never guessed that, but it's like it's made a lot of great strides lately. The Jags are actually good again. And it's not awesome. that it's not that it's Jacksonville for me, actually. That's not even what I mean. It's just the backstep thing comes from really good things happen when I leave home. Yeah. When I like move from where my parents live, <laughs> yeah. that's when good things happen. There you go. I kind of get like complacent. So, do you see yourself going anywhere else, like in particular, like? over the next like maybe five years i would love to go to like five places every five awesome years. i there just have no idea where and that doesn't matter there you go yeah. it'll come as it comes totally well i have one other repeat question for you that we talked about off air a little bit and this one is basically just to get a sense of like what you've learned throughout your career so far so question is this if you could go back in time just to kind of the beginning of you getting into film and like getting into what you do now um you've gotten into like a few different areas but just getting into film i think and just talk to a younger connor and as she was getting into it knowing the things that you know now having the wisdom and the experience what are a couple things you would tell her to do differently i would tell her to just stop assuming people are worried about what you're doing yeah. <laughs> no one's ever thinking about you as much as you are. It's very true. <laughs> and little me would have been like, what? Yeah. But I feel like it can stop you from from moving forward sometimes. Or you're, I'm not going to do this because I feel stupid or I look stupid. Or, you know, just like do trust your instincts. Yeah. Just do whatever you think is best for you all the time. Good things happen. Yeah. It took me uh, 26 years to figure that out. <laughs> but... Better late than never. Yeah. Some people don't figure <laughs> that out in their entire life. Yeah. They're on track. <laughs> I'm technically killing it now. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think that's great advice. Anything else you would want to share with the audience? Or um, anything you want to plug? You got the podcast. You got your company. Yeah. So uh, I work for a company called All Fly Travel. If you need corporate airfare for your business, um, we book like team offsites and stuff like that. And the podcast is called Travel Nerds. It's pretty much just about anything travel related under the sun every Wednesday. And yeah. Awesome. It. Wednesday releases. Let's hear it for them. So it's, what yeah. is it? At Travel Nerds Pod on, is that on Instagram. On Instagram for sure. You on TikTok. TikTok too. Twitter. Awesome. All the things. And then I'm at Con Waterman on there Instagram. And that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for being on, Connor Ann. This has been awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for tuning into Profession Session. I'm your host, Brody Vinson. And if you learned anything or enjoyed this video or podcast, don't forget to subscribe here on YouTube where all of our other interviews can be found. We can also be found on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as all the socials, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you name it. So find us anywhere, follow, like, comment, leave us a review on any podcast platforms that you enjoy. And if you know anyone that you think would be a great fit to be on the show, get in contact with me anywhere and just let me know and they could be the next to tell their story here on Profession Session.